video games. Well, hey, Tony, I like video games, too. Well, welcome to a very special and spooky episode of Hey, I Like That Game. I like that game. I like that video game. That video game. Hey, I like that spooky game. (laughs) That was all right. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Um, Halloween, everybody. It is Halloween Day, the most wonderful day of the year. Exactly. Uh, All Hallows Eve. And talking about spooky stuff. Spooky stuff. So we're... We're gonna try to do a spooky episode every year on Halloween. This is the, mm. this is the first year I think we've been able to nail it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> new tradition we're starting this year. Exactly, it's a new it's a year of new beginnings. Um, so I know it's been a pretty short time since uh, we recorded our last episode, but uh, have you been playing anything? Uh, yeah, so I uh, it's Halloween. It's the time of year where you're supposed to do something that scares you. So I've been playing a video game that that has always scared me. Uh, so it's time for a, the continuing infrequent installment of Jake trying to play from software Souls-like games. <laughs> okay. Uh, last, la- our our patient viewers will will remember our last episode, uh, like maybe like I don't know, a year and a half, two years ago, where I just banged my head against the wall in Bloodborne, um, and stopped. Uh, so this time. Our friend Andrew of Total Annihilation fame mm. uh, told me that Dark Souls Three is a solid one to like start with. So I had already had Dark Souls Three on Steam. I got it like Wicked on sale one time, and I have been playing a good amount of that recently. Okay, I think I did, like three or four hours in it, and I'm I'm having a better time with it. Um, I'm not sure if it's just like the systems are a bit more fluid or because like i always love the souls like games like the aesthetic of them i love the enemy design and like the bosses i love everything around those games but i've never wanted to play one gotcha and this one has been fun i've been wanting to play it it's of course difficult but I feel like I'm able to kind of like navigate through the map well enough where I can, I never get like too bogged down with stuff. I have like kind of exasperatedly like stopped playing a few times, but I think that's just kind of like standard for those types of games. Yeah. But I do find myself like thinking about it and coming back to it. So this one might have, this one might have stuck. Oh, that's. But stay tuned, everybody. That's great to hear. What, um, what's your build? What are you trying to do? So I didn't want to fuck around too much. Like normally in in RPGs and whatnot, I like playing either more like of a rogue or kind of a like a range spellcaster sort of thing. Didn't want to mess around with that, so I just did straightforward, easy peasy uh, knight like mm. strength vitality build. Yep, makes sense. Like cool. I maybe like maybe if I'm really into it and want to do it another playthrough, I'll do something something else. But for this first one, like. I gotta make it as easy as possible for myself so I can like play it. Yeah, so that's what I chose. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I have very, very little um, experience with the From games. Uh, I played a little bit of Bloodborne. Didn't did not enjoy it. Um, same thing. I think I played one of the Demon or Dark Souls games. I, think... I also played Dark Souls One. Dark Souls One, Bloodborne, and Dark Souls Three are the ones I've played. I know. I I played one with you once because, like, I remember flipping through your game, seeing one. I was like, "Here, I'll give this a shot," and play like a save of yours. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh nope, this is not for me." Um, uh-huh. But um, but yeah, it's it sounds like a 
a really well designed game that I just don't want to interact with, or like maybe I just haven't gotten to the point in my life where I want to. Um, I've always been curious about caster builds in that game because every time that I see people play it, it's always like a dude with a sword and shield. So mm-hmm. like it's seeing that a different play style for it may like intrigue me and maybe like bring me into it, even though it's you know probably a harder way to play. Like that a caster in that game sounds interesting um yeah because it's like i think the magic in that game is cumbersome enough where you can't rely on it as like your only means of combat and you need to also be able to like you know hit somebody with a stick real good Mm -hmm. exactly uh well cool uh yeah you got any any spooky games any spooky media or uh unspooky things you've been doing um so in terms of games that i've been playing right now nothing actually spooky other than you know the 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 episode game but i did play a game two nights ago uh that i had a blast with uh it's Mm -hmm. called moving out uh it is basically like overcooked but you're moving furniture instead. So um, we played with a full team of four and all in the same room. And it, uh, it works really well. You're, you are a mover that you can kind of customize it with a bunch of crazy stuff. Like I, I started the game with like a a ramen noodle cup for a head. It's pretty (laughs) pretty great. Um, but anyways, like it's really like simple, like kind of a, two button game or i guess it'd be three buttons uh you can pick things up you can throw them and then you can jump but everything kind of starts to get really interesting when you have to combine things together like to move a bed you need two people one on either side and then you Mm -hmm. can then you can move a lot faster with it you can also try to like toss items like you can try to two people swing a bed over a pool to like throw (laughs) into your moving truck you know like you're breaking windows you're breaking shit um it's like you're trying to jam things through a house like you're like banging the walls and like destroying stuff it's um <laughs> it's like really really goofy and fun mm-hmm. and um it, it's it it makes me feel the same way that overcooked does in a sense that uh you know the teamwork involved and you're kind of yelling out to the other players oh go do this oh do this help me with this um, yeah except with moving out i like the gameplay mechanic more than overcooked because i feel like in overcooked you get really pigeonholed into like okay i'm either chopping this thing or i'm like stirring this pot or i'm plating things or washing dishes like it feels like you're like stuck in these like tasks that are not very fun whereas Mm -hmm. in moving out the tasks are like so simple it's it's pick this up and put it on a moving truck but like the fun part is engaging with the other players um and yeah it's just it's a cool it's a cool game it's a very fun um co-op experience uh moving out is the game nice yeah i i I do always like the uh the overcooked games so i think something in that style definitely sounds cool i love um like co-op couch couch co-op experiences with more than two people like when it's like a party game um that's also a Mm -hmm. video game like i played moving out with a bunch of people that um are not like big gamers you know like not as hardcore as we are you know and and it's fairly easy you and me right (laughs) 
you know, like <laughs> these people. Like, but they don't even have a podcast for video games. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. But like, it's easy. It's easy to like, pick up and play. It's like the type of game where you could bring over uh, to. You know, remember when we used to go to people's houses? Um, you could just like, <laughs> you could like bring I, it over. I remember life where that was the thing we did. I don't like this. Um, this game would be like an awesome like holiday game when holidays um, were a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bring it over to like the house to play with like family and shit. Like here, mm-hmm. like here, sister that never plays video games, try this, and it's like, oh, this is great. You know, <laughs> <laughs> neat. <laughs> Uh, speaking of weird transitions, <laughs> yes. limbo is certainly a weird transition place. Yes, yes. Well, let's uh, yeah, let's talk about limbo. So this was a um, fan request to play this. Mm-hmm. Um, I like what? What's your history with this game, Jake? Do you have any? Or I never played this game, so. The Limbo came out in 2010. Mm-hmm. It was sort of, um, I think, in that first wave of indie games that came about, um, I want to say, like, post-Braid. So Braid is a indie puzzle platformer that was, like, Huge. really pushed by Microsoft for their, like, uh, indie games on Xbox Live. And Braid was... Braid is a spectacular game, and it got a lot of attention. A lot of people played it, and um, a lot of other like studios kind of like came up from that. Like that, I think like Braid individually like really raised up what indie gaming became. Yeah. In- 2010 this like the summer of xbox arcade or whatever like when like mm-hmm. xbox would put out these indie games uh braid was like one of the first ones to really hit a big your super meat boys and fez and you know mm-hmm. a, a lot of the other games of that um of that time period uh just blew up and and you're right like this is probably like that second wave of those games um uh, made by Play Dead, um, they mm-hmm. also, they also made this game called Inside that came out in 2016 and got a lot of critical play- praise as well. I played mm-hmm. that one um, because like I heard about it on so many like podcasts and stuff. People like giving it you know such high regard. So I played that game and it, it, it re- reminds me a little bit of what this game is, um, mm-hmm. but definitely. It's a neat little game. It's like it's very yeah. like it's very like simplistic, but like elegantly designed. I feel like. Um, yeah, yeah. So like you were saying with a uh, moving out, it's like a simple system game. Like this is a two button game. You have your control stick, you have your jump, you have your use item, mm-hmm. uh, your use button. That's that's it. That's that's all that takes you throughout the entire game. And yeah, it's a a puzzle platformer with a very distinct aesthetic yeah the art style uh, is is very yeah. much uh the thing that people remember about this game uh mm-hmm. it's it's really clean and spooky uh i feel like uh the animations on everything in the world are really really solid uh, yeah and since it's like basically a physics puzzle game you know everything moves the way you think it should and then when you see like spooky enemies, uh, it, it makes it even creepier. Like the movement of the spider 
just like it's little oh, spindly yeah. arms and how like it'll just like stab right through you and then like your body ragdolls and it mm-hmm. oh, it's so it is so effective at what it's trying to do with its art style um, yeah uh, don't play this game if you don't like spiders <laughs> yeah yeah like maybe try playing this game if you're trying to get over your fear of spiders <laughs> yeah like that that first section with the spider is uh-huh. um, is pretty impressive and it's you know they do things in this game that um a normal platformer like puzzle platformer like this would would maybe try to speed things up uh when you're in a fail state but what mm-hmm. this game does in certain situations um because it knows you're going to die a lot you're gonna die mm-hmm. a lot in this game like it's yeah uh, while you're yeah. trying to figure out puzzles the game is very brutal like that but because you die a lot it sets like expectations for that loop to happen quickly but sometimes you get caught in the level or like something happens and you have to kind of watch watch your death play out like the the first time that this game does it really really effectively you get like stuck in these spider webs like you can i get well you get stuck in the spider webs (laughs) a spider comes in wraps you up and then um, it looks like you're about to get killed, and then like you break out and then start jumping away. It's it's such an interesting, interesting um, little moment in the game where it's like, are you dead? Not really. And then you like jump mm. a couple steps and it's like, oh yeah, I died because I'm an idiot. Um, but um, <laughs> but like it's it's really effective at like making you feel hopeless in some situations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, That's a good way of describing it. Yeah. It's like you're trying to jump out of something or you're trying to, um, overcome a puzzle that you just like, don't see the, the result for like, like it's just not coming to you. And Mm -hmm. it just, it punishes you. But like, I don't know. It just, it just makes you like, um, I'm trying to like I'm trying to f- figure out what what emotion it's like evoking, but like I guess it's like hopelessness in some in some regards. But at the same time, it it is hopeful, right? Like it, the game uses uh, lighting very intensely because it is like a black and white art style. But then it, it it really utilizes the lighting to kind of build the mood. So yeah. I think that's kind of what you're trying to like think of it. Like it like, has you sort of like feeling a little put off because everything's like dark and like very dramatic. That's what I was yeah. looking for. It's a very dramatic game because like you said, the art style, the light, the, the movement of the characters, like everything is very dramatic. Um, it's, it's really, it's really cool. And like, like I was saying, like the 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 storytelling through the gameplay is really neat. Like the whole section with the spider and like that mm-hmm. kind of story loop is great. You know, it ends up getting like crushed by the boulder or whatever, which is like a cool little puzzle. And it feels like you're um, not watching a cutscene or anything. It's like the physics, the level did that to it, and like you just set it up. Yeah, exactly. It you know. So we were talking before. Uh, we started recording about the Outer Wilds, and this game reminds me a lot of that. Um, in that, like some of these encounters are designed 
around multiple systems working in harmony that make the world feel alive in some way. Um, mm-hmm. Like I'm thinking specifically about um, the second time you get that stupid fucking headworm. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> with the, the rising water uh, that uh-huh. in particular, it's like, Oh, it, it feels like um, all these different things happening throughout the world that you're not even like seeing are affecting things a little bit. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty cool. Like if you like some of the puzzles in this game, I bet you would love the Outer Wilds. Um, yeah. Okay. Because yeah. yeah. I did I did like some of the puzzles in this game. So I, I I like you know gameplay wise, it's very straightforward. Uh, like lots of checkpoints, very like iterative uh, attempts of the puzzle. Like you're probably gonna die a few times trying to like break through a puzzle for the first time. But then you sort of like get it incrementally. Until you're finally able to beat it, um, it's a short game. I think I, it took me like, like two and a half hours to beat this game. Oh, that's that's pretty quick. I, I mine was more like th- maybe like four hours or so. Um, but yeah, the there's some puzzles that are really um, head scratchers. I think at times, yeah, um, that will make you al- <laughs> upset. Is sometimes. Um, what I would say, like on some of them, like <laughs> term to use for how the puzzles made me feel sometimes. Yeah, like there's yeah. there's a couple of puzzles that it feels like um, I would have never thought of that solution. Or mm-hmm. um, one of the things that I would say is definitely a negative about this game is that there's too many puzzles that are like really demanding in terms of execution. Like you yes. have to like this jump has to be frame perfect, basically. Or like if you don't um, move this swinging ladder in the exact right way, you're just not going to make this jump. You know, like Mm -hmm. that part can be fun if you're um, not already frustrated by like the solution to a puzzle. But sometimes the execution is difficult to the point where um, if I fail this, I'm going to have to redo a bunch of stuff and man i just wish those windows were a little bit bigger like right yeah like that's this being a puzzle game it is a little bit frustrating when you like solve the puzzle and basically the reward for solving the puzzle is you progress like after doing a tough platforming bit yeah and it's 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 hard especially like like your first time going through it to succeed and then you know you gotta do the whole puzzle again to try to get to that like tough jump once more and that happens like a few too many times for my liking and there are a few times where like the setup for getting to that like platforming bit is a bit long and it requires a lot of waiting um yeah i remember one specific puzzle where you're hanging from a chain well at like near the end of the game you get to this cool mechanic where like the world spins around you essentially yeah but there was one specifically where you have to wait for it to spin a certain amount to like try to jump onto this one moving platform, and it's not like impossible to do. But when you have to try like t- three or four times to get it, and the setup for that is basically just like putting the controller down while you wait fifteen seconds for the the world to spin enough for you to do the thing, like that that kind of sucks. Yeah, the. The, that world spinning mechanic is really cool. Like uh, when you push the gear in, it's like you push this gear in, and then it's like mm-hmm. it's this big cog, and then 
usually you would think like, okay, this is just going to spin and I'm going to have to jump onto it and like ride it up. But this actually starts moving the entire environment around you. Yeah. It's like very like surreal. Um, I feel like there's a lot of imagery, like surreal like imagery in this game, but like that was, yeah. like, that was one that like really stuck with me too. I, I really liked all the gravity and like magnet kind of manipulation towards the end of the game. Like, mm-hmm. um, the very last puzzle where you have to like jump the magnet like draws you up and then you turn it off and then like it zips you down like the the force of it like throws you through a doorway basically yeah that yeah, was that, that was, was a cool way to end that it. yeah it, that was really cool like this game does a lot of cool things with momentum um sometimes uh yeah i i actually really enjoyed the last couple of puzzles of this game but like i think it drags a little bit in the middle um but it's still so short that my god just like go play this right. game it doesn't, it doesn't overstay its welcome which is really nice i think a lot of games that we play uh for this this podcast like it's just they're a bit too long like games don't you don't need to like you don't need to like drag part of that's that a, out part of that's our attention spans though now like i feel like the JRPGs that we play, it's like sometimes that just gets a bad rap because we don't have a hundred hours to pour into it anymore, you know? Um, but anyways, I digress. Yeah, that's I, digress. A, I think that's a, a decent, a good point. Um, I, I digress. I uh, think uh, I'm, I'm a big advocate of like things could be, things could be shorter. Sure. Um, I don't know if that's like video games, but like, some, yeah, like that happens a lot uh, in games and, movies and tv shows where stuff sort of like starts to drag for a while because the creators have like this not not like requirements but sort of benchmark for how much they need to make like games need to be this long if a game isn't long enough that's that's a bad thing i think games can be plenty short uh portal one of the best games of all time you can you can knock that game out in an hour and a half yeah uh no problem and it it shouldn't be any longer yeah um yeah i don't know well uh, what was i gonna say um do you think this game has a story um kinda so you're a, a little boy going through a spooky world and you like occasionally see this girl that you're i guess chasing throughout the entire game um it's probably one of those uh, and it called being called the limbo it just like makes you think like oh there's something in there about like purgatory or like this this state of waiting or not being ready for something yet or the fun game you play where you go under a stick i'm not entirely sure it's one of those <laughs> i think it's i think it's that second one <laughs> I think it's fun stick game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no limbo puzzles in the game limbo what the fuck man? <laughs> <laughs> um i I like th- I started thinking about this a lot like at the end of the game because like I was trying to figure out like what's like the through line of this game like you see that little girl once mm-hmm. I think and uh the you see her and you start walking towards her and then um this little like worm sticks in your head and then it forces you to move in the opposite direction like running away from her basically mm-hmm. um, and that's like a mechanic that's used over and over in this game like worm goes in your head then you have to go straight you're forced to move straight until you run into like light and then you can turn the other direction but anyways um, yeah 
the ending of you like kind of breaking through the light bearer like barrier and like oh, it's almost like breaking through that limbo and it's like you're free i guess um mm-hmm. it made me think and i'm probably like way off here and maybe reading too much into it but i think this game is about like building up like confidence or like courage to do things that seem scary so like the girl represents you know like the the um the, like adolescent fear of asking a girl out you know like he's he's walking towards her but then you know his fear of the situation makes him turn away which is manifest by the worm sticking in his head right um so breaking through that barrier at the end of the game represents you know accomplishment and like mm-hmm. building confidence so he can walk up to that girl and interact with her at the very end of the game. You know, it doesn't show that interaction, but it shows him walking up and then it like goes to credits. Right. So like, yeah, maybe that's what it is. Cause like a lot of those challenges are very tough. Right. So it's like, you're building confidence as a player too. And then at the end of the game, you feel like, Oh yes, I, I finally did it. So like, why wouldn't the character also feel that, you know, that sense of accomplishment, um see that because yeah. like you are overcoming a lot of like scary things i mean like the first sequence of the game is basically you fighting against a, a spider like you know overcoming that fear there's a bunch of other kids that sort of come come about in that area but they're all hostile yep so i don't know maybe overcoming fear of like bullies or something the worms could be like fear of not having control of your own body or like movements or something like that like i can see yeah i can see how that that interpretation has legs yeah spider legs he's got eight legs he's got eight (laughs) spooky legs oh god the the spider in this game okay that very first like time you interact with it where you have to like put the bear traps in front of its legs and like it it Mm -hmm. snaps out on it um i had such a it's such a fun time interacting with that piece of gameplay it um that arm moves up so creepily like it's it's, terrifying it's it's like um almost looked like a marionette sometimes like the Mm -hmm. way the, the 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 legs move but like oh they like strike with precision like like we talked about before like when you die you ragdoll so it would just like stick through your head and then you just like flap there, you know. It's just oh, yeah, it's a super duper gruesome game. <laughs> yeah, I like mean, when you die, you like if you die from a fall, like there's a loud crack. Uh, you get like just like smushed a lot of times, and then there's like, like a whole bunch of viscera there. But it's all like silhouetted. Yeah. So it it's like more implied. It's not like like gross blood curdling kind of stuff. But like it it leaves enough to the it leaves some to the imagination, but it shows you enough to be very gruesome. You are going to be in pieces a lot of times when you die. Yeah, and like it, it does this neat trick um, as a visual indicator. To, like when you're dead, your eyes like fade out. So like this, ga- it's this game is not monochromatic, but like it's it's just it's black and white basically, right? So um, your eyes are just two little balls of light in your head. So like mm-hmm. you li- when you die, literally the light from your eyes fades out. Like you can see it happening. Um, yeah. Which is like, it's very simple, but like, you know, elegant indicator. Um, 
Yeah. I like I can't get over that spite like the first section with the spider like getting trapped in the webs and then it like wrapping you up. Like I was just like that was such a cool sequence to me, you know? Um mm-hmm. Because you're you're trying to fight your way out of these webs, and you can just keep hitting jump, and you're not jumping out of it. And it's just right, you're not it, doing anything. It's just like, oh fuck, I'm dead. Oh god, it uh, roller coaster, roller coaster of a scene. Loved it. Um, Jake, what'd you think of this game? Uh I thought this was a, a pretty good game. I, I like that it. I like its aesthetic. I like its style. I like that it sticks to it. Uh, it does make some pretty pretty good puzzles for sure. I don't think it's the best like puzzle platformer I've played, but it's definitely very solid, very atmospheric. Uh, I think I think it's hey, I like that game. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. This hey, I like that game. Um, so I feel I feel very similar about this game as I did with Inside. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of neat puzzles that sometimes require a little bit too much execution or sometimes they're like, sometimes the solution's a little obtuse, at least for me, maybe I'm just, you know, not, not smart, but, but most of the game, like a solid, like 90% of it is just like really solid designed encounters that you're having with um, the mechanics, which is awesome. Like this is a game that everyone should play. It's short enough. It's, it's a fun little, um, exercise it's available on like every platform you can get the, yeah you can get limbo on anything which is great um i think maybe maybe next year for halloween i'll make us play inside which is like you okay know, it's like this imagine a spiritual spiritual successor to limbo with um more budget for art you know um, <laughs> so like yeah this is how this game was made on a shoestring budget. But, like, super effective. Like, super oh, yeah. duper effective. Like, um, I'm sure that's where the aesthetic came from. Is like, oh, we don't have enough money to do, like, coloring and, like, really detailed models. Yeah. It's, yeah but it like, and it works great. It's, when, a, it's a great example of how limitations can make a game have so much more personality. When you don't have to worry about a ton of different factors, you can start investing time into different things. Like, I, the animations of this game are... Uh, like are so well done mm-hmm. and i'm sure that is aided by the fact that like okay we don't have to have these like crazy 3d backgrounds you know it's just like here's like some jagged edges you know like um anyways this game's great mm-hmm. we're gonna play ins- we're gonna play inside at some point um okay so spooky recommendations it is halloween right so it is Halloween. I have a couple of spooky movies, games, board game suggestions. I'm just start rattling some of the stuff off. Join in if you yeah. will, Jake. Yeah, what's uh, what's some stuff I should be doing today okay. on the spookiest of days? Spooky movies. I got two recommendations. Um, mm. Hereditary. If you want a very a very scary and like emotionally unsettling movie. Um, yeah. Hereditary is, is legitimately a unbelievably well-made movie. It's it's you will never feel good watching that movie. No, like the the performances are spectacular. So it's 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 shot incredibly incredibly well. It's um it's I'm not into horror movies in general, but this is 
a well-crafted movie and it's like so effective in what it's trying to do um it's great it's a if you haven't seen Hereditary and you're looking for a scary movie, Hereditary. Um, if you want something a little bit lighter, um, but uh, still pretty enjoyable and scary, Train to Busan. Uh, oh, Train to Busan is so good. I just saw that for the first time this year. I'd never heard of it before. And it's it's a great zombie flick. It's a really good zombie movie. Mm-hmm. Like I typically am not into zombie movies, but that one is is great great i like that better than um was it the 28 days later um that whole series yeah. I, I like trading with I better. love the um the zack schneider dawn of the dead i mm. think it's more of an action movie than a horror movie but i i really like it uh, and i haven't seen cool, that solid uh solid zombie zombie flick mm. it's very like it's very like zack schneider and it's very like mid 2000s so um it's a, it's a bit like dated in that way i i might not like that i don't know I do not like zack schneider who's the schneider cut oh my god that's happening i heard okay <laughs> oh okay, my we're god just, we're just gonna we're gonna go off a tangent here i heard schneider cut, everybody i heard that they are putting uh jared letters jared leto's the joker into the schneider cut oh of god. justice league why why it's why why are we doing this? That movie was such shit before, and now it's going to be three hours. And I can't believe it. I don't understand. I don't get it. That's the real horror movie right there. I think so. Mm-hmm. Right. That movie was already so... Oh, my man. That movie... Never before have I started watching a movie and known how bad it was so immediately. <laughs> Because <laughs> it like starts with that scene with Batman on the roof, and that scene is terrible. It looks like garbage. It looks like Nintendo sixty four graphics, <laughs> and it's just like so stupid. And I've never before been more quickly like, "Oh, this movie sucks." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not good. Uh, do you have any spooky movie recommendations, Jake? Oh yeah, I love, I love spooky movies. Um. So like any any half decent a uh, pretentious white guy, I love The Shining. Everybody should watch The Shining. Um, it follows is a very good yes. horror movie. I recommend that everybody. movie rules. Um, if you're looking for like light stuff, more just like almost almost like humor or like just like fun stuff to watch in a party, I the Final Destination series is so much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, big recommend for that. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's I, I, I have my letterbox pulled up with my horror movies. I have rated 183 horror movies. Oh, wow. So I'm just looking at the... I don't know. I gave the Lawnmower Man five stars. I think I might that's, have been that's, drinking when I rated that movie. That's, that's, but I had a five-star time watching that movie. Um, it Follows is such a good movie. That mm-hmm. movie is so... It's another like well-made movie. The music in that movie is so good. It uh, sticks with you yeah. so much. Yeah. Like, I think about that movie all the time. Yeah. My boy Paul. Paul's the man. Paul's, Paul, Paul knows what's up. <laughs> Paul, Paul's, Paul's the dude. Love him. Um, all right. Spooky games, Jake. Spooky uh, games. I got two. 
Um, you got you. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I don't really like play a lot of horror games, so just I don't yeah. Know, ne- neither do I. Uh, I don't. I only have like one. To remake. <laughs> I only have one legit horror uh, horror game to recommend. And it's Doki Doki Literature Club. Oh um, yes. You can play this game for free. It's on Steam for free. I'm sure you can find it other places as well. Um, this is, um, it's like a. Uh, visual novel dating sim game which sounds awful um, the twist. <laughs> but just like trust me give it four hours play that game for four hours do two sittings of that game and if it doesn't grab you you can uh angry email me tweet me i don't care like um it is such a cool that game is so cool like fucking monica holy shit (laughs) holy shit um the other suggestion i have again not really a horror game but i think um it's got like a really freaky plot underneath the surface is this game called super hot uh super hot is like a fucking super it's a very it's a very cool um like first person shooter that like the world starts moving when you move, so you can kind of slow things down. It's it's a very cool, very cool game. Um, but like the the story that's like kind of uh, stringing gameplay together is kind of um, it's a little freaky. It's like kind of psychological horror y. Um, hmm. It's it's interesting. It's really interesting. Um, but yeah, those those are my two. What about you, Jake? Uh, yeah, I don't like play a whole lot of horror games. Um... No, if you haven't, the Resident Evil 2 remake is really good. I played a little bit of Resident Evil 4 last night. Uh, that game's still super fun. I don't know. Luigi's Mansion. Thank <laughs> you. Yes. yes. Go <laughs> back. Fun. Go back and listen to our Luigi's Mansion. Did that come out on Halloween? Now I gotta go look at this. I don't know if it came out on Halloween. Uh, I do love I do love Luigi's Mansion, though. Luigi's Mansion 3 was alright. I, oh. I might try to play that again sometime soon. Okay, so we did Luigi's Mansion on the 27th. So that was basically our, our spooky episode. Basically Halloween. Basically so it's Halloween. not a completely new tradition. It's pretty new. <laughs> um, <laughs> board games. So board I, have, game. I have two suggestions. Yep, two, okay. Betrayal on the house on Haunted Hill. That's when you said you were going to talk about a board game. I'm like, That's oh, I got about betrayal but i figured you'd probably be telling people about betrayal betrayal's great betrayal so is, it's such a, a good game there's so much replay value it's always fun the last time i played that game the the haunt was um i think like everyone became like mice and one person became a cat and it became like literally like a cat and mouse game <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was pretty fucking weird but like the way this game works is um you as players start the game cooperatively exploring this haunted house and then an event will happen uh which is called the haunt which changes basically the entire gameplay mechanic um and it's usually randomized what what haunt happens uh mm-hmm. do you have any other examples of a haunt jake um so i got the expansion for betrayal and i remember there was one really cool one in there where if you said the name of like the evil spirit or like the player who was the the haunter, like it would take damage, and I thought that was like a really cool thing you did there. Oh, cool! Yeah, uh, yeah. It's 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 
a super fun game to play with people. It's very quick to learn. Um, it seems like there's a lot to it, and it can be very intimidating that way, but it's one of the games where, like, you're going to mostly get it, like, halfway through your first playthrough. Yep. I agree. Totally agree. I love games like that. I love games where it's super easy to learn. Uh, uh, the systems are, like, what the game is doing. Speaking of easy to learn games, my second... My second Halloween. Checkers. <laughs> it is Chinese checkers. Uh, no. Uh, Ghost fighting treasure hunters. Okay, so this is like a kid's game. I heard about okay. it. I heard about it on the um, Giant Beast cast. Um, two of the guys they were talking about board games they play with their kids. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? Like, I like having a wide you know, diversity of board games in my collection. Um, so I bought this game on their recommendation. And it's pretty neat. It's very, it's very simple. It's like, it's uh, basically like a three dice game. They're all just six die. You're only ever really rolling one at a time. And it's like you pick up a card, uh, or no, like you roll a dice. You move a certain amount of spaces. You may pick up a card that is a ghost. Uh, if you're in a room with a ghost, you can fight it and like remove it from uh, a room. If three ghosts spawn in a room, it becomes like. A, a, a bigger ghost that you have to take care of <laughs> um it's kind of like pandemic in the sense of like uh when so many cubes are oh yeah yeah in one area, it grows yeah um so it kind of works like that but then like there's treasures littered throughout this like haunted house um and you need to like go pick the treasures up and then bring them back out of the house so it's like you have to balance fighting ghosts getting these treasures like it it doesn't require a lot of um uh deep focus and like strategy like there's just Mm -hmm. enough to kind of keep it engaging it's like the perfect thing to play while you have something else on the background like if you have like movies going on the tv or um you're doing something else you know this is like kind of a side activity i guess um but it it would be it would be very good for kids like i would i don't know maybe like ages six and up maybe um yeah it's a cool little game Ghost fighting treasure hunters. Ghost fighting treasure hunters. Use <laughs> one more syllable. Yes. <laughs> you gotta really like stretch out the ghost. 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 <laughs> you gotta make ghost two syllables somehow. Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, Jake. Uh, what are we playing next? This this is your pick, right? This is my pick. Oh, so man. this was. I think this was like number the second or third game I put on the list of games to play when you first told me about the concept for this show. Okay. So this one's been on the list for a hot minute. Um, I'm going to justify it now because, you know, we uh, summer has come and gone. It was a pretty, pretty understated summer, to say the least. And one of the things that like you usually get in the summer and like about this time of year that we didn't is a like a superhero movie or so. Mm. So uh, I think we should get a little uh, superhero in our lives. Everybody's favorite uh, ripped pants wearing big old green guy. And we're going to play The Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction. Oh, I remember you mentioning this game. I don't know anything about it. Um, yeah, this game's been on the list for a long time. I'm excited for this. I'm super, super excited for this. This is going to be fun. Uh, all right. Well, uh, 
check back next episode. Is it Incredible Hulk something pants? Ultimate Destruction. Okay. Ultimate Destruction? Okay. It's not the most unwieldy title we've had to remember. It was just last episode. We like It took us like eight tries to get the title right. Well, for Star Wars, Jedi Knight, Dark Forces 2. Wait, I think you had that wrong. I think it's Dark Forces 2, Jedi, Star Wars Knight. I think that's what... <laughs> Dark Jedi Star Forces Wars 2 Night. <laughs> I like it when the two comes in the middle of it. <laughs> Alright, as always, live life passionately. Love each other unconditionally. And play video games. See you guys. Ooh. <laughs> that was, that was alright. Hey everybody, thank you for listening to our Halloween episode of Hey I Like That Game. If you have any questions or recommendations for the show, you can email us at heyilikethatgame at gmail.com. You can tweet us at likethatgame. You can also find us on Facebook at the Hey I Like That Game podcast. Thanks everybody. Bye.